Caesars is now live in Pennsylvania. Promo code UNDERWORLDFULL. Promo code UNDERWORLDFULL. Go get the Caesars app and $1,250 of first bet insurance. And Underdog has been operating in Pennsylvania for a long time with the NBA best ball. The NBA is fantastic. This is how you get back into it. Start playing NBA best ball on Underdog. Promo code UNDERWORLD gets you a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Join me on Underdog playing NBA best ball. got some waiver wire players to get excited about for the first time all year. Oh, we finally have some options. I know they're in shallow leagues. I know, I know. Oh, Alexander Madison's not in my league. Yeah, I know. I get it. But there's a bunch of leagues where Alexander Madison is available. And so you're going to want to get Alexander Madison if you're in those leagues. But I would rather have Khalil Herbert. And again, if you're listening to this show, I understand that you probably don't have Herbert or Madison in your player pool. They were drafted. You're in a, a 20 uh, round draft and Herbert was taken in like the 11th round. And you're like, what are we even talking about? I get it. I get it. Do you think Herbert's available in any of my leagues? Think, think Madison's in available. Like, I have Madison in a bunch of leagues. I have a bunch of Herbert. I'm not, I'm not trying to pick up. Like, I'm not even going to look. This is the thing. There's two worlds that we live in, okay? There's this world where the hardcore people live, like me and most of you. And then there's the world where a lot of other people are living, and they're just trying to play fantasy football and not be belittled by the hardcore people. And just like, listen, man, I'm in a league. I'm in a 10-man league, right? It's mostly men, right? And, and you know what? Like, there's Herbert right there. People didn't know that he is one of the very few. The thing about Khalil Herbert is, look who the number two running back is versus the number three running back on the depth chart. That's what you got to do, right? Khalil Herbert is already proven himself to be, what, a top five backup running back in the league? Because you can't consider you know Melvin Gordon a backup running back. He's not a backup running back. He's a, a rotational starter, right? There's a difference between a rotational starter and I don't even consider Raheem Mostert a backup running back. I wish, right? I wish, I God, God, do I wish Raheem Mostert was a backup running back, but he's, he's getting too many touches to be considered a backup running back. Where Khalil Herbert, no, Khalil Herbert has, is, is, was clearly the number two. David Montgomery is like team captain, contract year, been one of the, the best fantasy producers at the running back position the last three years. There, there's nothing that would indicate that Khalil Herbert was anything other than a pure backup, but he it, he was the one-for-one one handcuff. Like, when I think of handcuff, like, when I was thinking, like if I close my eyes, right, I'm like, what does a handcuff running back look like? Ooh, in today's NFL, today's fantasy football, what is a handcuff? What is a handcuff? Let me, let me think. Let me think. All right. He's uh, like 5'9", 210. He's got above-average athleticism. He's probably comparable to someone like... Uh, Devontae Freeman on playerprofiler.com. Uh, a 
college producer, can can win between the tackles, outside the tackles. He he's he's known to command targets in the passing game. Herbert, yes, that's who it is. Of course it is, right? So last year his yards per carry was pretty good, right? Four point two. It wasn't super efficient, right? And and we don't even have rankings for him in a lot of these uh, advanced efficiency categories. His breakaway run rate was only 4%, so it wasn't like he was super explosive, but he can break tackles. Khalil Herbert, 28.2% juke rate, evading tackles at a, at a top 15 rate last year. His yards per carry, like I said, average. Yards created per touch, average. He's not that explosive. I mean, this it's the beauty of player profiler is so often all the metrics align like he has a low burst score so what is he good at he's good at laterally getting around defenders but not necessarily exploding upfield and juicing up that yards per carry okay well that's clear but that's also david montgomery that's why he's a one-for-one handcuff he has more juice than david montgomery not that either one of them have a lot of juice but this is a team that's gonna be running the ball running the ball and running the ball some more and that's fine that's fine. At least give me something. You know, at least give me something to hold on to. At least it's not like a puke offense that's also throwing and not throwing to the running back. <laughs> right? Imagine that would be the worst situation. What offense is that? Is there any is there an offense like that with a mobile quarterback who's terrible? I guess that would be like any running back on the Giants, not named Saquon Barkley, would be in that situation. But at least, okay, if they're going to be one of the worst offenses and have very few scoring opportunities, at least the Bears are extremely run-heavy and you know Herbert's going to get you. Geez, without David Montgomery, Herbert's ceiling is higher than David Montgomery's ceiling with Khalil Herbert. You see that? That's what's so exciting. That's why it's an exciting week because there's a bunch of leagues with regular human beings playing regular fantasy football with their regular friends and their regular co-workers. A lot of them listen to this show. Now, this show is becoming much more popular than, than it has been. We're, we're reaching a much broader audience. It's great. We're about to be at 20,000 followers on YouTube, uh, 30,000 followers on Twitter, we crossed 10,000 on TikTok. We're on TikTok at Player Profiler. It's great. It's great. But you have to, we have, we've been this underground movement for the hardcore fantasy fan who wants the best information, the most sophisticated, and yet also edgy takes, right? The, the edge that the, the, the pod father delivers where we're also shredding other analysts and we're telling it like it is and 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 there 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 are no friends in the industry there there's you know there's only truth telling right so if, if someone has a bad take we we, we, we we state it out loud too bad even ourselves right even ourselves we have a cold take show right so it's there's no one's safe I'm not even safe for myself and it's been great right it's been great when you're when you're punk rock and you're the Ramones of the of the fantasy football space, like we are, then it's it's a it's a it's a really fun place to be. It's a really fun place to be, but it is also worth acknowledging that there are some people that are in ten team leagues that aren't the hardest core players that aren't you know volume drafting at the FFWC, right? That are going to be tuning in, and so some of them are like, "Hey, I'm looking at Herbert. Should I grab Herbert or, or Madison?" And 
one of our jobs, and I want us all to just lock arms. Okay, let's lock arms and like let's do these people a favor. Okay, it's not just about oh you the content customized for you and your hardcore leagues, right? Let's lock arms. Let's do the whole community a favor. Everybody that's out there that needs help, right? Oftentimes, the problem is there's a catch twenty two that. The best players that love this show also don't even really need this show. You understand that? They, they know how to use Player Profiler themselves without the show. They just love the show because it's it's entertaining and it's a great compliment, but it's they, they don't even really need it. The people that need it feel like sometimes we're talking over them or talking down to them. We're talking over. How do you do that? You talk over and down. I guess we're talking over and down. They're not, we're, not, we're not talking at them. That's what they're worth. They're... they're, they're uh, you know, annoyed. I read some of these comments. You guys think I don't read the comments? I read some of the comments. I do. So this is why we're talking about Herbert. I, I could have. I made it. I had a. I had a choice to make. We're going to talk about Herbert and Madison, or are we just going to roll right by as if they don't exist because they're mostly rostered in serious leagues. No, we're going to talk about them. We're going to. We're going to help. We're going to help Joe X in League X, who is, uh, you know, trying to win, and it's a big deal to Joe. Okay, it's a Joe. Joe really wants to win. Okay, and he's he's uh, he's he's thinking maybe 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 it's maybe he should put a, his number one. He has the number one waiver claim. We told him to hold on to it and 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 not use it. So now he has it. Should he use it on Herbert? Joe, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Use your number one claim on Herbert this week. Yes, 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 yes. So he is so clearly the one for one handcuff. More than almost any in the league, other than who? Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard's almost not even a handcuff, though. Last night, I mean, Pollard was more productive than Elliott and looked better. Pollard's more in that Melvin Gordon zone, where it's a 1A, 1B situation. Really not a handcuff, okay? Really not. But yes, certainly Pollard would get all the touches and be incredible and be you know, a, a top three running back in fantasy football should he get the opportunity the problem with Herbert is, you know, if Dak were healthy. Oh, sorry, if Dak were healthy. The problem is this 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 Bears offense is uh, really cartoonish and uh, comical. How uh, how how poorly Justin Fields is playing. How he how uh, his inability to earn the trust of the coaches is uh, just striking. It's different. Like Eberflus and Hackett are both these new coaches that that don't seem to have been enlightened by modern coaching techniques. And yet we give Eberflus the benefit of the doubt because it's like, oh, he's got fields and it's a struggle. And he fields is, you know, super unrefined and he's struggling to kind of figure out what fields is and, and how to cater to his strengths. It's not easy. Meanwhile, Nathaniel Hackett has Russell fucking Wilson. Okay. That's not difficult to figure out how to optimize Russell Wilson. You just, you pop in some tape from 2015 and, uh, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Before they tried to ruin him, he was really good. Do that. Do those plays with like Doug Baldwin, Th those plays, those Doug Baldwin, play don't run those plays. But instead of Baldwin, you have Cortland Sutton run those plays. Who was the, the wide receiver opposite Doug Baldwin? Was it Sidney Rice back then? Was it Sidney Rice? So instead of Sidney Rice, you have Cortland Sutton, Nathaniel, Nathaniel, by the way, you're Nate. Get out of here with this Nathaniel. You're going to ask me to invest all these extra syllables just because you think that you deserve it. You don't deserve anything. You deserve, you barely deserve being Nate, right? 
I mean, at this point, Nate Hackett. More like Hack Nate. Yes, we might hold the silence there a little extra. So, Khalil Herbert uh, has it all, and uh, he only showed it uh, in week three, right? He was only awesome, so he probably will be again and continue to be awesome. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I did actually, funny thing, funny story, and, again, we love Sleeper, the Sleeper app, promo code Underworld to get you a $100 instant deposit match to play their over-under games. And there are some leagues, some of these big hardcore, I keep mentioning hardcore, hardcore patron leagues where you know, I'm starting him, right? In fact, uh, I, I didn't start him. There were two leagues where I had him started. And one, I benched him because J.K. Dobbins was active. And you start J.K. Dobbins in that spot, I mean, over Herbert. And then I'm in another league uh, where I actually did start him. And I can see right here, right on the Sleeper app. It's beautiful. Look at that. Look how gorgeous that app is. Uh, promo code Underworld for their over-under games to get a $100 match when you invest 100 to get 100 30.9 fantasy points. 30, wow, right? 30.9 fantasy points. And he was in my starting lineup because I just, I didn't have anybody else. When you, I, there are some leagues where the, in Dynasty especially, where you're building and you're building and you're building, and then that that final piece is like that final young running back you want to you want to put on the, the the antenna on the tower. This league is not ready. I'm not ready to to, to compete until next season. I'm going to put a, a probably a rookie running back from the from the rookie draft in that spot. Uh, and, and I've just been juking and, and, and jabbing uh, and uh, just playing guys like Herbert in there. And then uh, and, and, you know Pollard non starters and, and and it hit. So that's great. Uh, yeah, Herbert's been a guy that that was available in the uh, fourth round of Dynasty Rookie Drafts. Just classic, classic example of a player with size and athleticism who falls to day three, but it's clear he has an all-purpose skill set. When you go to playerprofiler.com, even if you go to the... the there's, there's a little... What you should note is there's a little go-to menu, right? And there's these three lines. You hit that three lines, you can jump to his... It's a jump to. You can jump to his college stats. Right. Uh, and he didn't catch necessarily a lot of passes at Virginia Tech, but he did rush a lot. And when you watch him, when you actually watch the film and you watch some of those highlights, you go back and you watch those 10 catches. And it's like, oh, this guy can de- this guy can catch. Right. Why Kansas let him transfer and, and wouldn't feed him? I don't know. It's crazy to me that a guy like Khalil Herbert that can go out and just eat the NFL defenses alive in week three, was completely relegated for three seasons and then the COVID-shortened season at Kansas. It's just, it's crazy to me. It's its its insane that that, I don't understand how it happens. He's 210 pounds. He's athletic. He can do it all. Who do you have at Kansas that you're playing? It doesn't make any sense. It's like, what is happening? So I'm going all in. I'm going all in as much, you know, more than 50% of your fab budget. If you have fab bidding and you're in a league where it's so unsophisticated that Herbert's actually available, go more than 50%. Okay. Shallow leagues, 50%. More than that. 60 if you want. I don't know. You know your league mates. If you think you got to go 60, go 60. Also, when Montgomery comes back, he's not going to be 100%. 
He's uh, the knee and ankle problem. This could be lingering. This could be a high ankle. We could be he could have a high ankle fucked, right? Mac Jones high ankle fucked. It could be Montgomery. We don't know. They're all liars. They're liars. Day to day, day to day. He's day to day. He's not day to day. Day to day is week to week, and week to week's month to month. Month to month is out for the season. We know that, right? Remember last year. Remember last year. Curtis Samuel was month to month. Just write him off, right? If you're week to week. Plan for a month. If you're day-to-day, plan for at least one, if not two to three weeks missed, and to come back at less than 100%. And then Khalil Herbert also building on his week three performance will earn yet more touches in a, in, in a in just a, a completely and utterly run-devoted offense where it's just the, the, the pass-to-run ratio is so far down the board like not just ranked number 32 in the league but 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 way way down like heavily skewed to the run in a way that's just irrational and and yet the problem is the the bears are not suffering for it right you 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 love to see oh well you you run 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 and you lose 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 and then okay the the, the coach has to change tactics no 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 Eberflus is getting rewarded they're 2 and 1 so now he's like well, we should be running more we should be running more. I saw them run. They ran the ball. It was third and four on the four-yard line. That is a passing down every time. Third and four running it? They ran it, and he scored. I mean, congratulations, Eberflus. You scored on the run play from the four-yard line. But that is very rare. That that's po- I mean, get out of here i can't believe and so they're just getting rewarded every time they're like oh well running the ball is working for now it's a small sample traps but as long as herbert's back there over montgomery they're going to be in this small sample trap where Eberflus is like hey, the run's working let's keep let's keep running okay so dalvin cook is also pretty 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 well fucked i think maybe for his career i don't know i mean when the next Dynasty Rankings come out, they come out every Thursday. We have the, the big Dynasty Rankings update. And this is incredibly important information. So when you go to, again, you go to Player Profile, you click on those those three lines next to the go-to, and it jumps you down to his injury history, right? So I'm jumping down to injury. I can, I can host a show and, and pull up information so quickly on Player Profiler just because it's it's so easy to use. But you see... Left shoulder sprain, right shoulder sprain, and then the shoulder sprain again with the dislocation and the, and the labrum tear. So this is now three. It's three strikes and it's chronic. That's that's really that should be a that should be a West Coast a hip hop album, right? That should be totally. That's a West Coast hip hop. Three strikes and chronic, right? I mean, do 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 do. With so much drama in the LBC, it's kinda hard being Snoop Dogg double G. But I somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. May I kick a little something for yeah. the G's and make a few wins as I breeze through? Dalvin Cook is gonna fall in the dynasty rankings because now it's three shoulder injuries in a row. His shoulder clearly it has a chronic issue. It's degenerative. There's, there's, I don't have access, again, 
I'm not committing a HIPAA violation. I do not have access to his MRI results, but I am guessing at this point he's missing some cartilage and that it's deteriorating. That's what degenerative is. So longer term, this is very bad for Cook. If you have him in Dynasty, I'm sorry. I do have a little bit of Cook in Dynasty. These were extreme win-now teams. This was like a, a team where it was, I think I have, uh, I think I have him in, a, in a one team where I also have Fournette. I have Fournette, Robert Woods, Debo Samuel, Kelsey. Oh, man. Yeah, it is, it is an extreme win-now team. What was I going to do? Right? What was I going to do? I have Keenan Allen in that. Yeah, I've. Pff, what was I going to do? What am I going to do with that team? You know what I mean? I, I, I try to get younger and then not win? Right? It's You start three running backs, right? My, my backup running back is uh, Jalen Warren. So, you know, if you're me and you have this choice to make, uh, Ty Chandler. I have Ty Chandler. Like, but it's like, I'm going to trade Cook for what? Right? For what? What am I going to do? I'm trying to win. So some of these. You're going to have some Dalvin Cook in Dynasty, everybody. Even I have some Dalvin Cook in Dynasty. And, I've, and we've been lower on him than consensus. We're going to be much lower than him than consensus moving forward. But not necessarily super bullish on Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison is, uh, he's an all-purpose plotter. All-purpose plotters have a great role in the NFL when there are injuries in front of them. He's an all-purpose plotter. He has been an RB1 in fantasy for numerous weeks in his career. But he's not going to endure as a primary back in the league. That's not Madison's future. In that way, he and he and Tony Pollard have had sort of mirror image careers. They've been on a parallel track. But Pollard has the juice that Madison does not. And I would remind everyone that there is a player named Ty Chandler, who I have a ton of in Dynasty, that does have the juice. That has the juice that Madison is missing now. And Wang Yu was active in week three because in Wang Yu's a, a kick returner. So they, of course, you're not going to, if you have the choice, usually if you're an NFL coach, you're going to want to make sure you have enough offensive linemen and linebackers active. They can be hurt at any given time. So you want to make sure that they're active and then you, you deactivate your, your number four running back. It's the thing they do, but they could just go ahead and activate him. And then if Ty Chandler's activated, then already we saw in preseason that he was a, a, a much more explosive playmaker than Madison to the point that Madison left training camp and went home, right? He had an undisclosed personal time off and at the same time asked to be traded. So that's quite the coincidence, isn't it? Now, that's crazy, right? Uh, he's like, well, I'm certainly not going to get a contract here. And then, then they, they, they draft Ty Chandler in the fifth round. Right, fifth round. So this is very Ty Chandler. I mean, I, echoes, echoes of Khalil Herbert. Echoes where the day three pick, a guy that has some some all-purpose skills, but for whatever reason he wasn't used heavily in college until his final season. That was Khalil Herbert, but that was also Chandler. But Chandler was behind. Oh, I don't know who is Chandler behind again. Anybody out there in the chat know? Can you guys remember who who Chandler was playing behind? Someone says Michael Carter. That's correct. Uh, anyone, anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Uh, there's someone else other than Michael Carter. He was playing. Oh, that's right. Javante Williams. Good job. Good job. Javante Williams. Yeah. So Ty Chandler had one opportunity, right? This one opportunity to, to seize everything he ever wanted. Would he capture it or, or, or would he let it slip? The big hip hop theme, Waiver Wired. We have this we, intro of. Air guitar, 
with uh, and then uh, some some hip hop vibes. This is a great show. This has been a great show. So in college, uh, Tykevius Chandler, as he was known. By the way, here's here's there's there certain indicators in a stat line that you want to look out for. Did you know that while sharing a field with, well, I guess, uh, no, I guess no, it wasn't there. That that's my bad. That's my. I got it confused. He transferred from Tennessee. He tra he transferred. No, see, no, not right. That was wrong. I about I caught myself. Oh my, that was close. I almost said something wrong. That would have been terrible. Thousand yards, thirteen touchdowns. But again, see, exactly like Herbert, he just had the handful of receptions. Herbert had ten. Chandler had fifteen. But when you send people to the combine like Cody Carpenter, they can go back and say, oh, no, Herbert's a he's a slick receiver. Oh, 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 Chandler's a slick receiver. It was just the offense. They didn't feature him in the passing game. But he, he can, he's, he's a great pass catcher, better than Madison, right? And Cody also follows the Vikings very closely. He's very bullish on Chandler. So that's that's the reason why we're not as bullish on Madison, even though it's very possible that Cook's injury is more chronic than... Montgomery's injury also the Vikings offense is uh, better than the than the Bears offense but the presence of Ty Chandler because who's else who else is there in Chicago it's uh, Tristan Ebner now Tristan Ebner is fine but he's no Ty Chandler right Ty Chandler this is a player that again was so dominant in preseason and so electric and w w the coaches were so excited about that Alexander Madison was tilting and asked to be traded that, that didn't happen with, with Herbert, okay? The, the, so the Madison uh, versus Chandler, much closer than Herbert versus Ebner. That's why we prefer Herbert, but aggressively bid on all. Like, you can go up to 50% on Madison too. Why not if, he's, if they're both available? But just beware of, beware of Chandler. And if you're going to, because it is the Vikings offense. It is the, I mean, you want exposure to this Vikings offense. I'm not saying don't bid on Madison. You want exposure to the Vikings offense. It's just that the Chandler threat is real, right? But but the, the, the upside for Madison in the context of the Vikings offense any given week is actually higher than Herbert. I will acknowledge that. It is, de it is, it is higher than Herbert. It is. That's indisputable. So, so looking at this week, look at the schedule for this week. We have Vikings at the Saints in London. Woo, that's interesting. Woohoo. So that that's not that's not a great matchup for Madison. I, I think that that game looks like it probably will get dragged into the dirt. Bears at Giants, also not a road game for a running back. Also, that's not great either. But again, it, it it's they're gonna have to run. They're just gonna have to run. So 39 point total ugh, at New York, gross. 43.5 total for a Vikings game. Any Vikings game with a, a total below 45 is gross. The, the upside's not really there for either one of them this week. I get hold firm, Herbert, but it's close. Get Chandler. You dabble two, three percent of your budget. Just get Chandler because again, this this Dalvin Cook injury, he could go on IR with a shoulder problem in, in three weeks. He could keep trying to play through it, play through it, and then they eventually IR him. And and then all of a sudden you have Chandler who's the backup to a, a cardboard cutout primary back that's exciting that's exciting whereas Montgomery is going to be back in a couple weeks and he, he he's in a contract year he's going to play through it even if he's 
sub 100%. He's going to play through it. He's going to take his job back as the starter. He's going to get re-elevated back to the primary back role. He's the team captain. He's not going anywhere. He doesn't have a chronic issue like Dalvin Cook. So that's why I, I much prefer Chandler as a deep stash. And then Ebner. You definitely want to do... Ebner also is fast. Ebner is very much a discount Chandler. I don't want to just dismiss Ebner. Ebner has, you know, four, four wheels. This is the thing. We talked about this. There's a ton of... this. Is the, we have the most day three picks in the history of the running back position with you know, four, four wheels in this particular draft. He's comparable to Mike Weber. And if you remember Mike Weber, just straight line-ish... He, he personified straight line-ish. So Ebner is also straight line-ish, but it's fine. He's explosive. It's, of all the traits that you would want, requisite size, explosive. Right there, I'm like, you got me. And 10% college target share. So his target share was much higher than Chandler, but I, I still think Chandler's probably a better receiver. But this guy had 20 receptions. I mean, this is hard to do. At Baylor, because it's just, it's this is the thing. This is the thing. When it's Baylor, when it's one of these Big 12 teams, you can't, I mean, Justice Hill was an electric receiver at Oklahoma State, and he's useless in the NFL, okay? They had to draft Tyler Beatty, okay? another Big 12 receiver, who then they cut and put in the practice squad, okay? So Ebner did the rare feat, accomplished, it's unbelievable, five straight college seasons with 20 or more receptions. What other running back has accomplished that one? Let's put that on. Let's put that on the on the Roto Underworld Twitter account. That's a great little factoid that, that the Podfather just shared. That we should probably then also share with our uh, Twitter audience. So that's it. It's like you find the injuries, especially in the run heavy teams or or these prolific offenses like Minnesota, and you just you hoard all the running backs. In Wangyu, eh. Right, and Wang Yu, he's not a primary back. He's he's a he's a gadget guy. He's a special teamer. Chandler over in Wang Yu. If there's a question about that, there probably is in the chat. I go Chandler easily, and I'm not even bothering rostering in Wang Yu. Don't bother. Don't bother. Come on. I mean, if it gets to that point, I mean, really, you could, but really, come on. They'll bring someone in, right? They'll bring someone in, just like the Ravens last year. If your whole running back room gets wiped out, they'll bring someone in. So then, it'll, and Wang Yu's never going to happen. That's that's what the reason why I love in Wang Yu. I would play in Wang Yu. Okay, explosive, super explosive running back that, that is just a, known as a special teamer. That was that was Raheem Mostert for many years. I was like, play him, but they won't. They won't. And there are some running backs that continue to hog all the targets and touches and everything, like Fournette. But Fournette's workload is to the point of like he's in the red. He's in the danger zone. He's too many touches. So I'm worried Fournette's going to get injured. So keep Rashad White stashed. Clyde Edwards-Solaire, zero rushing yards. Typical, right? Typical. Someone said, I heard someone on Twitter said he was efficient. <laughs> In what world? <laughs> Please. He's not efficient. What, what metrics are you looking at, right? So, you know, a Pacheco, for sure. Continue to stash. Keep the faith. Zamir White, keep the faith. Josh Jacobs, he delivers the absolute bare minimum. Tyler Algier, he's been getting some heavy breather back touches. Keep him stashed. Jalen Warren and Jordan Mason, Got that one non-Jeff Wilson touch. Wasn't Marlon Mack. That's important. That's that, that was maybe the most important single touch was Mason over Mack last week. We cannot forget about Craig Reynolds. I picked him up everywhere in the FFWC because he is a double handcuff. And then sure enough, down goes DeAndre Swift. I hate seeing it, but I actually had a lot more Craig Reynolds than I did 
DeAndre Swift, especially in all these high-stakes leagues where it's so competitive, you need to be a week ahead on a guy like Craig Reynolds, and sure enough, hey, we're a week ahead! Hey! We're a week ahead with Reynolds! We can't start him because this is a Jamal Williams week. They're going to give Jamal Williams 60% of the opportunities. They're going to dabble with Craig Reynolds in passing situations. He's going to be a breather back. They love Craig Reynolds. He is a talented running back. See, the thing is, Craig Reynolds is a good player. He's a hard worker, and he's good. He just went to a small school. He wasn't drafted, and he's never going to get the full respect of NFL franchises. He's 26 years old already, but he has above-average burst, nice agility, and in his final year in college, cut 40 passes. At Kutztown. I mean, he was a wide receiver. He started as a wide receiver at Kutztown, and they converted him to running back. Craig Reynolds is a converted wide receiver. So it's possible he slides right into that DeAndre Swift role, and he's not DeAndre Swift, not going to give those explosive plays. But this is the offense that you want exposure to. You want Craig Reynolds. In leagues where I don't have Craig Reynolds, I'm putting more on Reynolds than I am Ty Chandler. That's how much I like him. Because like Ty Chandler, he has become a backup running back with standalone value. It's just that he's more of a known quantity. He played that role last season. He's been active on game day, and he's been getting touches already this season. And the Lions offense is just as potent as the Vikings offense. So for the deep leaguers, Craig Reynolds is the target this week. In the shallow leaguers, your target is absolutely Khalil Herbert. There's not a lot else to get excited about. Traylon Burks is available in some shallow leagues. I know everybody. Everybody has him. I know when the guy's getting drafted in the eighth round of the FFWC earlier, in some cases, depends on where in the roller coaster, right? You were drafting him. What week? Eighth round, sixth round, eighth round, sixth round. Just depending on what week in August, right? Was he making plays in, in training camp or was he getting bodied in training camp? Burks is out there. Get him. The snaps are rising. The routes, he's running all the routes now, and, and the big plays are, are, he's on the cusp. You can watch the games. He's on the cusp. Watch the Titans. He's ready. He's ready to roast. He's ready to roast corners in the league. He's ready to body and roast. He's going to, there's going to be one of these, one of these weeks, next week or the week after, he's going to have one of these, like, totally owns a corner, maybe in the end zone, and then he's going to be flexing on top of them, maybe a penalty for the, the celebration and the flexing. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Josh Palmer also in shallow. I know. I know. He was pushed way up in the FFWC. He was going sometimes seventh round. Crazy. Uh, but he's available in a, in a bunch of leagues. He's still available. I looked it up on Yahoo in Sleeper. Still available. Tons of leagues. So when a fringe player goes down with an ACL tear, typically we just roll right by it in the news. But when Jalen Guyton goes down with an ACL tear, pay attention. It's like, oh, wait. That means... Josh Palmer in every single three-receiver set. And we know that Keenan Allen's not 100%, and we know that Mike Williams is looking very, very stinky. Mike Williams is a problem, right? He's not getting separation. He's not commanding targets. It's, it's, it's an issue, right? One week when he was all there was, he was productive. Josh Palmer, though, I mean, he looks like a baller out there. I was noticing uh, on Sunday... In terms of players that looked the part, Josh Palmer and K.J. Osborne, they just looked like NFL receivers. They carried themselves like NFL receivers. They were moving fluidly on the field. They were clearly getting that additional separation, clearly showing balance and, and contact balance with the ball in their hands. It was, it, was, it was cool to watch. It was cool to watch a Palmer, and, a, and they're very similar players. K.J. Osborne and Josh Palmer are like the same dude. 
Same dude. They're they're smallish. They were good on special teams in college. They just have been all-purpose, good, solid football players with good but not great athleticism. And but you know when they keep grinding and they work hard, that translates so well into a sort of a a medium volume role. And if you're in the right offense, that medium volume is above average volume when compared to other players that are not on the Chargers and not on the Vikings. So I want Palmer. Make sure you make sure you're stashing him, picking him up. Then it would be Osborne, and then another guy that looks very similar to these guys is Zay Jones. Zay Jones, he's available everywhere. I would bid on him uh, in shallow leagues and deep leagues. More aggressively in deep leagues. Deep leagues, I'm aggressively targeting Zay Jones, even maybe a little more than than Osborne, because Zay Jones is is the clear number two receiver, and this is a thriving Jacksonville Jaguars offense. He's a versatile playmaker, just like Osborne, just like Palmer. These are guys that are, you know, they're they're six one, six foot, two hundred pounds. They have that dynamism. Like they have the, the the special teams background. They know how to move around on a football field. They know they often are going in motion. Teams are trying to scheme them into space, and then they find their way. The other thing is, these guys like Osborne, they find nooks and spacing. They have the right. They have just really good. They're really. Uh, cerebral players especially in the end zone and then they're the guy that when Cousins is looking around he's off his first couple reads zoop zips it in and there oh, there's KJ Osborne just standing in the middle of the end zone touchdown right that that's so freak and then Zay Jones can do the same stuff but Zay Jones is now I think established as the clear number two the clear number two and there's not a mega alpha like Justin Jefferson in Jacksonville. So I really like Zay Jones moving forward. His game log looks like just a super volatile guy who, you know, got some targets week one, didn't do anything week two, caught a touchdown week three. Am I really that impressed? The answer is yes. Go get him. Even in even in shallow leagues, I want Zay Jones. And then in terms of stashing, Wandale Robinson. Wandale Robinson is now, again, Look down the board at receivers that are not heavily rostered in dynasty or or even well dynasty or you know seasonal leagues because I'm thinking of Sterling Shepard. No, he's not really rostered much in dynasty anymore unless people were streaming him because people know it's he's close to the end. But then also he's not really rostered in many seasonal leagues. It's like he's just so widely available. And then when that guy like a Guyton goes down with an ACL or something else. You feel bad. I mean, the guy came back from an Achilles rupture just to go right back down. I mean, he's one of the most uh, fragile wide receivers in the league. And then, no surprise, you go to the Injury Finder app on your phone, and, uh, oh, there he is. There's there's our friend, right? He is uh, uh, top five in fragility rating in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, Wandale Robinson is going to be an interesting guy. He is going to be the clear best receiver on the Giants. He's better than Kadarius Toney. There's no Shepard. There's essentially no Galladay. I mean, Galladay is, I mean, he is the Albert Hainsworth of wide receivers. Right? He is the, one of the catastrophic free agent busts in the history of the NFL. And it's just shameful. Because it's just a work ethic. It's just he doesn't want it. He doesn't care. He, he, he's he, he, all I get. He just fooled everybody into thinking he wanted to be a great receiver, and then it turns out no, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't want it at all. I don't know what happened to him. 
I don't mentally. I don't know why he decided to stop competing. It's just very odd. It's very, very odd. But uh, Wandale Robinson, man, Wandale Robinson's close. I don't think he's back this week, but I think he could be back next week. And then this offense with him, I think that he will help to unlock this offense when it's David Sills out there and it's Richie James. Wandale Robinson is electric. So I'm super excited to get him back. If he's available, you can stash him. It's a it's a great play. And uh, and then we have tight end streamers, quarterback streamers. Before we do, no house advantage. People are asking me, what's this no house advantage? Because we have a channel on our Discord. Every player page, by the way, we talked about that little menu where there's a little go-to. Right below that, it says join our Discord. So go ahead and do that. Go ahead and join our Discord. We've unlocked all the levels, right? It's just, it's very exciting. Uh, so the, the, we now have like a our custom Discord invite. I believe it's discord.com forward slash GG forward slash player profiler, I believe, but I could be wrong. It doesn't matter, right? Just go to the go to the, every any player page and say, join our Discord. And I'm in there all the time. I put the show sheet in there. And then we have a new channel in there for No House Advantage because uh, it's just a very cool platform because we've talked so much about parlaying these pickums and that they're just changing the game with the odds that they're offering, the overlays that they have are just, it's for those that actually care about making money. Because we, we remember I, I ranted against those that were, were, were critical of certain leagues where they, their, their number one goal is not like attracting high stakes people. Like a lot of leagues are not that, right? Yeah, but, but there are other people that are out here just hunting, like they're sniffing EV, like they're, they're EV bloodhounds. Like, if you're an EV bloodhound, you got to go to No House Advantage. No House Advantage, promo code UNDERWORLD, gives you a $25 instant deposit match and stack those pickums, right? Stack the pickums up so that we're saying, hey, we it, take multiple, take the Jalen Hurts over and the, the, the Devontae Smith over. Like you can, you could stack these, these players in the games with the game conditions we like. It's like, is Eagles Washington going to be a shootout? Probably not. Is it going to be a blowout? Probably, right? Probably. And then it was amazing in Week Three, Lions Vikings. If you were watching that game, it didn't feel like there was a lot happening, but the score was 20, 24, 28, Right? It still technically hit the over the. Uh, 52, maybe it didn't. Maybe it's 52.5, 51. I don't know. It was close. It was close to hitting the over. I think it either hit the over right on the nose or it was it was a .5 away. But you're like, this is crazy to me, right? And then you can also think about, like, Amon Ross St. Brown. He goes down, right? He goes down and he gets back in the game, but it looked gruesome at the time. And you're like, how is he still playing? Well, he's playing because of adrenaline. He's playing because you know he, he's he's in the moment, but then he, he it starts to swell and he has to start to, he has to get an MRI, CAT scan, all these things, and they start to even when a guy comes back into the game, that doesn't mean he's going to play the next week. So with the Lions, maybe you pick up Josh Reynolds, maybe you think about stacking Lions, stacking Goff with Chark, Goff with with Hawkinson. So the case that JJ made against Hawkinson was under the assumption that St. Brown and DeAndre Swift were going to be active. If they're not, then you then you love Hawkinson, right? So you stack these you stack these parlays up on No House Advantage, get the app in the App Store, No House Advantage. A lot of people are talking about No House Advantage because yes, it is the next cool DFS prop game platform. Something has to be next, right? And so why not 
no house advantage. Get it. Promo code Underworld, $25 when you put in $25. Check it out. And the streamers at tight end, David and Joku, why? We love volatility. Just just keep playing him and you'll get the boom weeks. He'll help you win weeks. And when he doesn't, he's not gonna he's not gonna be the reason you lost, but he can be the reason you won. That's the beauty of David and Joku. Tyler Conklin's consistently getting targets. Doesn't matter what the target competition is. They have to throw, throw, throw. I don't like that they're switching quarterbacks. I am also stashing Zach Wilson, by the way, because he has the weapons are some of the best wide one of the best wide receiver trios in the league. But I also love Conklin. You're going to get eight targets a game. I want you. He is a top 12 tight end. He should be rostered in every... I can't believe he's not rostered in every league. It's embarrassing. He should be. And Robert Tunyon. Robert Tunyon, the snaps climb. The routes climb. The targets are climbing. The target competition is is weak. Super weak in Green Bay. So that's why I also have been uh, advocating stashing Tunyon. I'm, I'm going to look for some Tunyon this week. Uh, the streamers at quarterback, it's, it's all about uh, Jared Goff. Tempo, tempo, tempo. Uh, Marcus Mariota, he's the, 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 the inexpensive Konami code option. And then, of course, you want to stash Zach Wilson because you never know. What if he's, what if he's a better version of, uh, of Mariota? What if he's out here healthy running around but also has much better, you know, more diverse weapons than Mariota does? Then you're loving life. So those are my, those are, I, you know, because we have a lot of Trey Lance and, and Dak Prescott and Dynasty, Trey Lance in the high stakes, uh, we're going to have to uh, start streaming some quarterbacks. Uh, best of luck. Ask me to invest all these extra syllables just because you think that you deserve it. You don't deserve anything. You deserve, you barely deserve being Nate, right? I mean, at this point, Nate, hack it. More like hack Nate. We should, uh, we should hold that pause for the podcast. Let's, let's see if we can hold the pause. If you're listening to the podcast as well, there are some hardcore people, some some devotees, if you will, because you're all hardcore, but the devotees, they listen to both. It's great because the, the podcast is different. The podcast has a different, a different spin on things. Yes, we might, we might hold the silence there a little extra. Like they're sniffing EV, like they're they're EV bloodhounds, like 